I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is really I'm just sad. Really Dude, that's pretty good. This is Big Bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Pack. Exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. Here we are on the gloom. We got uh, Pony Express. I think is calling in from a golf course. Um, we've got a we've got a, a guest on today that uh, was a, a previous site leader, actually founder uh, of the Mess Hall. Uh, remember, uh, some of my favorite uh, AO um, uh, logos came from this man here uh, when we were getting <laughs> started. Um, and I, I know this man before F three, so it's good to just talk to him again. But we got our man wide right. Uh, on the call, um, and man, white right, it is good to see you. Uh, you're still keeping the stash growing and and looking it's good. Getting grayer. Yeah, you look great. Hey, you know where we kind of like to start is uh, just kind of the backstory. Who EH Joe brought you out to F3, and then uh, what was the first workout like, if you remember it, and uh, how'd you get your name, Wide Right? Okay, so the who EH'd me. That's a tough one because I remember Selick. I had reached out to, I think I even reached out to Bubbles, just kind of figuring out, because I saw it on Twitter. And I know I had spoken with you, and you said that it was a, a good thing. And then what was the first workout? It was a Tuesday. I no, it was a Friday. It was at the Woodshed. Shout out to Pony. It was before Pony's time, though. Um, I remember Tater Tot was there. I want to say Safe Ride was there. Honey Stinger was there, um, and I threw up everywhere. So it was a, it was a good time. I was incredibly out of shape, and we we ran more than twenty feet, and that was probably the extent of my ability at that point. I did throw up, and I laid down. And I want to say Big One was there too, because I think him and Adrian were kind of teasing me because I'd known those guys for a while. Um, but it was, uh, it was fun. I had a Vic of uh, Steffensmeyer was there. So room service was there. I had my Vikings sweatshirt on and I love the Huskers and I love Liverpool. And then Vikings are way down on the list, but I, they're still my team. Right. But my name was because the Vikings are notorious for missing big kicks. And so wide right was born. And then shortly thereafter, wild rice was born. And then it kind of evolved into the triple threat of Y-Rai, White Rice, and Wild Rice, all encompassing. Well, that's actually pretty funny because I remember the first time I met you, I had no idea what your actual name was because there was three different names being thrown out at one point. I did think it was White, white Rice for, or White Rice for a period of time. It depends on how I'm feeling. Sometimes it's Wild Rice, you know? Yeah, Uncle Ben's. <laughs> Uh, so, but talk to me about fitness wise, cause you, you've done uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for a while. Were you doing that before or, or what was your fitness level like before you started? I think I was doing it before, but not as active as I eventually got into it. I think F3 kind of catapulted me into that because I worked out with you maniacs and, you know, you go for your brothers that are going to be there in the morning. So I started 
really thinking, oh, because it's easy to think of an excuse at five o'clock in the morning why you can't go outside and work out. But when you start to think, oh, you know, Pony's going to be there. I told him I'd be there. John Cloud's going to be there. I got to be there. You really make sure that you're there every day. So I got into shape pretty quick and that kind of catapulted my ability on the mats to, you know, grapple a lot better. So, but I was not in good shape at all. Have you ever grappled with Pony? Yeah, we, we used to do it all the time. That's what, That was Warmerama. The last oh, okay. time was at the mess hall and he got swept and... He, he doesn't want the smoke. He doesn't want it. He pulls the geriatric card out every time we start to hustle. So. And yeah, anyway, I think he gets to... a little aroused every time we actually engage each other. No so. argument yeah. there. No argument there, but you tried to pull some butterfly guard, which was really easy to pin one knee down and just pass you. And then I got side control and then it's over. Nice. I love the I love the jargon. I'm gonna to have to get into that one of these days with the jujitsu crowd. I, I'm I definitely have some FOMO um, hearing you guys talk about it. What um, time, you, you know, as you came out, um, so you knew a lot of the guys, right? I mean, you've been been in Omaha, and, and you, you know, from a fellowship standpoint, um, I remember fellowshipping with you just maybe, and we were we were definitely up at that time in the morning, uh, maybe just the opposite of the of the sleep cycle. Um, but what, what was your experience as you came into F3? You feel, feel like you were welcomed or how was your experience kind of with the second F and, and fellowship? I the second F is everything to me. Um, that's what I miss every day now being away from you guys is, I mean, I go work out at the Y because that's all we have here. But uh, nobody listens to my COTs there. Um, the fellowship's everything, man. I miss... I miss it so much, you know, being able to go to different, and it just blew up. So I was like, gosh, it used to be just a pretty small core group of guys. And then, you know, you'd have those, you know, six person workouts. And if you didn't know them at the beginning of the workout, by the end of it, you felt like you'd known them your whole life. And that was the end all be all for me. That's what got me hooked. Uh, meeting guys like, I mean, Honey Stinger was just like an instant connection. And I mean, it's just, it's the best. You know, I, what I explained it to my wife. I said, you know, I'm still close with a bunch of kids that I played sports with and we went through the grind together. And I was like, this is just the adult version of that. We're going through the getting, un, getting comfortable, being uncomfortable, you know, when it's cold out or when you're running up a hill or when you feel like you're going to faint because you suck at running like myself. Um, you just go through those things together and the bonds are, are there and they're, they're strong. So, man, that's something I miss incredibly right now. We definitely miss you too, man. I, I'm curious, cause you mentioned in there, um, something we maybe haven't touched on enough as we've interviewed guys, but the, the second half during the workout, um, talk to us a little bit about that. What's, what's been your experience with that? No, that's, that's the best. Um, so when I write a workout, I always like to throw some grappling or wrestling or something and do a lot of bear crawls and people don't like that, but you know, you look to your side and you're like, well, everybody else is doing it. So I got to do it unless you're Ponzi and you're just like, well, I'm not going to do that. Um, but yeah, you just develop these bonds and I mean, slow pitch would always pick me up because I was always the sixth and, uh, you know, you just have those guys that see you struggling and try to help you and share their stories on how 
where they are in their F3 journey because it's different for everybody. Um, man, you just develop those bonds and that's what it's all about to me. Absolutely. And some of that comes from, I think your personality is one where, you know, I'm, I have heard you several times just not being afraid to ask a guy, what's your name, you know, <laughs> or what, you know, who brought you out or what, you know, and just um, having the courage to speak up. And that's always been cool. I, you know, I think um, the other question I would have for you is, you know, kind of in the realm of the, uh, the third F, but also, you know, just kind of the transition, you know, I think from just with life stuff that you've maybe dealt with or having, having uh, kids or kids going through stuff, um, what's been your experience there kind of connecting this, the second F and third F piece? Did you feel like F3 kind of helped you in that, those areas too? Or Absolutely. I mean, it helps you all the way around. Um, COTs, man, some of those just hit you, right? So, you know, you're your COTs, I, I can recall several of them just off the tip of my head. I know Rudman's had a couple of good ones. Nodos had a couple of good ones. I mean, COTs are everything, right? Um, an opportunity for somebody to put themselves in a vulnerable position and share some personal experiences that they went through and how they overcame. And I mean, it's easy for that to just soak in and then apply it to your own life. So, I mean, COTs are where it's at. I know you have like four that you could share right now that you keep on tap, you know? I do, man. I, I actually led a workout this morning and, and at the end of my, my COT, you know, I, I, I said, you know, and hopefully you took something away from at least one of those four COTs. <laughs> uh, I just, I just have so much I, I think I need to share, but um, what's, uh, what's one of your favorite COTs that you've given? Any uh, messages that, that you kind of live by or stick with you over the years? So probably my one at the Oracle, um, I was supposed to queue there, but then Boys Town shut down. So I ended up queuing elsewhere, which is fine, but um, Boys Town's a lot more special to me than most, just because I was kind of a, a bad boy, I guess you could say, and I lived there for two years. So court ordered, if you will. Um, so I had us do a Dora with 208 reps of everything because I lived on 208 Maher Drive down in Boys Town. And I kind of explained, uh, you know, a lot of different stories and a lot of things that Boys Town does that maybe, you know, the people on the outside might not recognize. Um, but it was good. Uh, I know a lot of people, I, I know it was good because I had so many people just reach out saying, you know, how, how much they appreciate me sharing that with them and, and how uh, important it is for others to see somebody in the middle of 15 guys just putting himself out there and sharing their stories. Um, it's impactful. And I know Cheap Seats reached out and was like, man, you blew me away. And Superfly was like, dude, that was awesome. I had no idea. And, you know, just things like that, it makes you feel good. And anytime you can share your story that, you know, has an impact on others, man, that's what it's all about. Well, and that's, you know, those COTs are just a, a piece of leadership, right? I mean, that's some piece that we kind of throw into this group of, hey, you're going to lead this workout. The COT is your chance to, I mean, you may even know it's going to be that impactful, but a lot of times it is, you know, you have no idea where someone's coming at during that day, what's going to be impactful to them. So even being vulnerable and sharing, 
a little piece of yourself is so huge and such a big step in, in any type of leadership role. Um, I guess wh- while we're kind of talking about leadership, you know, obviously you, you talked about your Q. What was your what was your VQ like? So they tried to get me to Q for like a year and I was just like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I had everybody, I mean, you name it, asked me to Q like, and I was just like, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. And then Armbar, who I've known for a very long time and loved the dude, was like, I'm putting you on the schedule and you have nothing to say about it. And it was actually August 26th. And uh, that was Griswold came out for the first time, which has forever changed him and F3. Um, it was really good. You know, I was, I mean, I had been to so many workouts that it was, I wasn't nervous or anything just because I knew, you know, five core principles. You know, I mean, you name it, I've been to enough. Um, well, and when three people show up, it's, you don't really get that nervous. So. That might've been your VQ, bro. I'm a legend. <laughs> there was at least seven people there. No, there was some, it was a 20 bomb. It was a 20 bomb, um, but it was good. Uh, Armbar helped me throughout it made sure that, you know, if there was anything I needed, um, but then you kind of do it and then, and then you're kind of hooked, you know, leading the workouts cool because, you know, you're in control of how you want the workout to do. You don't have to do any running if you don't want to, um, you get to try new things. It was, it was great. Um, had a couple FNG show up, like like I previously mentioned with Griswold and the guy I used to work with that doesn't post anymore, but um, it was awesome. Oh, that, and, and that's good. You know, always uh, being the proctor is always a little bit, you know, better than actually participating. So I, I hear you there. Um, well, you know, you have your VQ. You said, yeah, you kind of get, you get addicted or whatever you really like like this leadership role, how does that, how did you transition into then a, a site queue? What made you decide, Hey, you know, there's a need here or I, I want to volunteer my time or I feel like I'm the right time, right guy, or was it someone approached you kind of walk us through that piece? Well, the, I think we had, uh, the first person to talk to me about it was Tater Todd and we were doing a red wings Murph and he can run for a day. And, uh, I think we were on like the first round and I was just, the six per usual, just gasping for life. Um, and he did most of the talking because I physically couldn't talk, but he had mentioned, you know, some opportunities and how he appreciates what I had done. And, and then Plague had reached out. And I don't know, I just, it, it came down to, do I think I can make F3 a little bit better? And the answer was yes. And that's, it was a pretty easy, easy, yes for me for guys that maybe don't know uh share with us the story of uh of the mess hall the the name and just kind of the launch how was that experience so that was the biggest thing is finding the name so did my research on mr swanson and and what he had done because you wanted to you know relate to where you're working out at and he made the first tv dinner so i was like well that's awesome i eat a ton of those um, and so then they kind of spun off and I, you know, I had my, I think Pony was, was on the group text. Um, we're trying to find the best name for it. So it came down to either the mess hall or the banquet. And I was really torn because the banquet, I don't know. I just, I just think it'd be funny to have, 
you know, banquet, you think like suit, tie, eat a good dinner. But then I come to find out that was actually trademark. So that's the reason why you didn't go with banquet, right? Yeah, you know, could have been, could have been, could have been the reason. Um, But then I thought, you know, we got a bunch of ex-military, you know, you got LPC and Patton and the mess hall is kind of a, a little place of solace where everybody just gets to grub, have a good time and then, you know, move on. So I decided on the mess hall and Tenderfoot's an absolute monster of creativity (laughs) and just, I told him what I was thinking and I have absolutely zero artistic sense at all. And he made probably the coolest little logo and emblem you could think of. Um, A little Kirby Husker-esque because I went to Nebraska and we're surrounded by all these Creighton people. So I figured, what can I do to bring out the Go Big Red? And uh, yeah, Tenderfoot's an absolute G. And I, we really need to make a T-shirt, but that's for, that's another discussion. That's for Grizz, yeah, Griswold can do that, right? I yeah, I love that I love that story. I do. Um, I appreciate you sharing with us too about your experience with Boys Town. You know, I think it, it's it's pretty remarkable to, and that's what we're trying to do, right, with the foundation is get get uh, guys that we can support, and then someday that you build them up as leaders and help them become a site queue, which is phenomenal. Um, what uh, launch day? Was that a pretty big uh, deal for you or what was the, the day of the yeah. launch? Launch days are huge. So when you're trying to relieve and give a little reprieve to Westside High School, which is, I mean, you got the field, you got the lights, you got the bleachers, you got the, I mean, you got everything there. So it's hard to compete with that. And we had done, you know, a couple uh couple workouts before to kind of get some people there so we kind of familiarize ourselves and with the area and and I was nervous man I was like shoot what if nobody shows up um I know one workout it was just me and Griswold and then it was just me and Folsom and so I was I was just nervous um but then I showed up and I mean it was a full lot it was I think there was 40 of us there and it was, uh, it was emotional, which is weird. You know, I didn't expect that, but um, when you have something, because it was important to me, and anytime something's important to you, you want it to go great. And you don't sleep that night because, you know, you're thinking about, oh, is my, how's my COT going to go over? Is anybody going to show up? Like a thousand things. So you don't sleep which also means you don't fart sack because if you don't sleep, you can't fart sack. So that was good. Um, but I mean, just so many faces, people smiling, pre-runners, just, I just was put at ease the second I saw those cars there. So it was, uh, it was awesome. My COT, I really wanted to, I was thankful that I was, you know, nominated by you guys to do something like this. Cause you know, it, it makes you feel good. And there were so many people that helped me get to, where I was in my F3 journey. So really talked about, uh, you know, how important it is to, you know, build your brothers up and help them along the way. And, you know, really let people know that everybody's at different stages in their journey. And if you were at a stage where you see somebody that's at, especially like a, a newer guy that's just starting, show them that you were there. Hell, when it comes to running, I'm still there, you know, but, uh, it was awesome, man. It was absolutely incredible. 
And you two were well, both there, so got to love that. Well, yeah, we'd always obviously be there to support you. And, you know, we're, we're super thankful for your leadership. And, you know, that's what we're trying to do is highlight former leaders or current leaders and, and their growth and why they do what they do. You know, and, and unfortunately, uh, we know you had to relocate and you're no longer here with us. But that kind of gave you an opportunity um, to go and spot the next guy. And I think that's a big component of being a PsyQ that, you know, I, I joke that I was the longest site queue and I was doing it as a service because part of your job as a site queue is to help promote leadership, right? And find that next guy and who that's going to be. And, you know, you may not be as long as I had it. Um, yours was a little bit shorter lived, but you still had to go through that transition of identifying, okay, who's the next guy? Who is right for leadership or who is going to do this site justice? I mean, I know you ended up going with Grizz and I'm glad you did, but maybe walk us through what stood out to you with, with Grizz there and your thought process? Well, it was, I mean, he's my best friend in the world. So it was, it was a pretty easy, uh, easy choice for me. He even, even before, I mean, he was, he's always been one to hold me accountable, whether it was, you know, jujitsu or, you know, F3. I mean, he's always just been, well, I'm going to be there. So I expect you to be there. Um, now, obviously from a fitness perspective, he's a, freak of nature so I mean that was easy and he's he's a leader in in everything he does and he's a brother to me so I was man I'll tell you what relocating I brought up f3 to my wife a thousand times and she was like you can work out anywhere I said honey it's not about the damn workout um so it was tough for me to leave like that was a huge part of me leaving how I didn't want to go but you know having having your boy be able to take over and know that he's going to do good things and, and know that he's, you know, a leader, even before he was this, this site Q, he's been a leader, you know, the, the book, you don't need a title to be a leader. I mean, he encompasses that completely. Um, so it was a really easy choice. Um, yeah, it was simple for me. Love that. I, you know, I think it does, it makes it a little bit easier, but, um, Tell us a little bit about, uh, tell me about that book. Uh, you don't need a title to be a leader. How, how, do, you, how do you think um, F3 portrays some of the stuff in that book? I, I think that's, um, there's a lot of stuff that I, I see similar to F3 as we have guys without titles that are still leading. Yeah, that's, it's a, it's a great book. Um, when I worked for my father-in-law, he's, he's an author and he's written a bunch of books and he was always big on these you know, how can I get better books, uh, self-help books. And this one just kind of crushed it because, you know, not all areas of your life are you going to have a leadership position, but that doesn't mean you can't be a leader. Um, so it kind of struck a chord with me because, you know, here it is F3 and I love it, right? And I'm doing it every day, and, you know, getting in better shape, meeting some awesome people. And I'm not going to let me not being a sight cue affect how I go every morning, right? So it's, yeah, I encourage everybody to read that book. That's a, a really good one. But yeah, just because you're not a sight cue doesn't mean you're not a leader. And I think you and, and Tater Todd do a great job of, you know, if you see somebody showing leadership, like you let them know, right? So I know that, I mean, Tater Todd's one of my favorite dudes on the planet and he's you know if if he sees something that he likes he he knows that it's important to let that person know and it 
you know? Um, and so I kind of pass that on. Like if I, if I saw somebody doing something good or, you know, killing it, it's important to recognize them. I like that. I think that is really important. And I'll have to ask Tater why he's never told me a good job on anything. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty weird. Um, you know, I am, I am curious to, um, you know, kind of back to the third app piece. How, how has your faith uh, developed the last few years, whether it's maybe spiritually or community service wise? How do you feel like F3 has, has helped you grow there? Um, so I have kind of a unique faith. You know, I was, I was raised Catholic and we lived next door to my grandparents down on 12th Street. And we basically went to church like every day because that was, that was how grandma wanted to roll. So I have a very strong like cornerstone, you know, of my faith. And as you get older, you kind of evolve and kind of have a, I have a different religion. Like I was raised Catholic and I believe, you know, in, in the majority of my Catholic beliefs, but there's certain parts that I have evolved and I have a unique relationship with God and, you know, the higher powers and I think F3 kind of brings that out. I remember I did a, I did a rosary after Golden Spike one time and uh, I hadn't done the rosary in ages. And it was me and Mother Goose. And I want to say Saul, but it, I'll tell you what, it smacked me right in the middle of the forehead. And I was like, man, um, and best believe I went to, that was a Friday. And then Sunday, I definitely went to church and, yeah, it kind of it kind of help helps bring me back to, you know, you need to set that that time aside, you know. If, I mean, if you don't. My mom used to always say, if you don't pay attention to God, God won't pay attention to you, which might not be true. That was her way of saying get your butt to church. But that I'll tell you what, that was a very meaningful rosary that we did, and uh, it helped kind of reignite my need to pay a little more attention to my faith. Oh. Well, just being around the guys praying in the morning, you know, has, has some impact of, you know, connecting you to that higher power, which I think is good. And, it, you know, it's tough, right? Because with all of the things in F3, everybody's at their own spot, you know, depending on what's going on in life. So I think, you know, it's, it's also been cool just to see you um, grow as a, you know, father and husband and support your family, kind of be a part of that journey. You mentioned your, your M, um, you know, and I, and I think as you've, uh, connected through you know with other guys and i don't know if you've read the q source or some of those those materials but do you feel like you know anything in f3 just like content wise that you feel like really resonated with you or kind of helped or was it just being around other men doing doing those things um i've read all the f3 literature um man i love them all but for me i mean i'm more of a hands-on person so it's more uh I mean, the, and the books were great and I, I read books. I'm not illiterate. I just, uh, for me, it's all about being with your boys, like as super lame as that sounds, it's, it's everything. Like, you know, like I, I mentioned earlier, just going through the, the tough stuff because it's tough to get up early. It's tough to work out when it's cold outside. And that's why I, I post much less frequently when it's cold out, but I mean, to put yourself in, in uncomfortable positions and being comfortable with that, I mean, that's what it's all about. Being durable, as Hardhat would say. 
What, tell me about your your transition, because I, I actually had a conversation with Lemon Law the other day, kind of a similar scenario, and, you know, how, how are things for you today? I mean, you've, you've moved away, maybe don't have the the connection in, in person. What's um, what's life like for you these days? Are you you're doing okay? I'm doing okay, you know. Um, I don't, so it's, it's a unique time to move, right, because it's cold and nasty and nobody does anything. And I don't know anybody. And I, I told my, my staff, I said, well, you guys are my only friends. And I, you guys have to be nice to me because I write your paychecks. But I don't know anybody here. And it's weird to Omaha. I mean, I feel like I know everybody. So it's been a, it's been a unique uh, transition in that sense. Um, but the, the brotherhood is, is wearing on me. And I talked to Tater Tot checks in from time to time, which I appreciate because you know, it is difficult being surrounded by, you know, probably 200 different PACS members a week and having that support to not having any relationships here outside of my, my family. So it's been a struggle, but uh, we're getting through it. And yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely different though. That's for sure. You're, you're the guy that's going to plant the flag there then. Is that that's what wait time said. I did so before I can do that, I need to like meet somebody because I mean I can work out there. There's a great park for it too. I think uh, Griswold and Fine Print are going to come down one Saturday. We're going to have a little workout, but I have the first site, and it's a small community, so it might be the first and only site. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I got some ideas. Once I meet people, maybe I can be the Nantan of good old Beatrice, Nebraska. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Are you coming in, coming back in town anytime soon or? So it seems like whenever I do come in town, it's brief and it's, I always leave, you know, Saturday. So, and it's, I really need to figure out when the rabbit hole's rocking so I can do one on a Sunday before I head back. But yeah, I haven't been back as, as much as I, as I had thought I would. And when I have been, like I said, it's, you know, Saturday when I'm heading up there and the workouts are done. I don't think my wife would appreciate me getting the kids up at like four o'clock in the morning so that I could work out. Well, just to, just to put this out there, save the day, the, the 23rd of April for the, the four-year anniversary. So if, uh, if you can make that, um, put that on the calendar, it would be great to see you for that. It's definitely good, good to see you virtually, but would love to, to be next to you in the gloom for sure. April 23rd, Saturday. Um, we, one of the other things we, we like to ask guys about, just kind of get your opinion on, is um, kind of advice for like FNGs or, you know, how could we as, as PACs be more welcoming or what, what are things that we should be doing when an FNG shows up? Any advice uh, from your experience there you'd want to share? Um, yeah, just make sure you introduce yourself. Um, and I'm always big on that. And I, it's, so do what, what would slow pitch do? There you go. So slow pitch is going to go up and greet them and, you know, find out a little about, about them. And then he's going to work out with them. Um, I know when I was a newer guy and I didn't know many of the PAX members, um, I know safe ride was, was super friendly to me and always came up to me and made sure I was coming back the next day. And, um, it's just important to just reach out because, I mean, imagine going to a place where there's 
it's dark out, it's cold out, you don't know anybody, and you have these guys that are just all so close with each other, and you're just the outsider, right? So it's it gives you anxiety. Me personally, I don't care. I'm going to go say what's up to everybody, but a lot of people might feel a little anxious about that. So just go up to them, introduce them, and then we do a great job of it. I'm not saying we don't, but uh, make sure that you're greeting everybody, you're welcoming, and uh, I'm a big sharer, so I always share my story, and you know, and if I can get in shape, you can get in shape, and people are coming to F3 for different reasons, whether it's, you know, to work out, to meet some new people, to develop a stronger faith, you know, whatever the case, find out what that is, and you know, tell them your journey about it. Sharing is huge. Putting yourself in a position of vulnerability, I mean, that'll strike a chord with anybody and keep them coming back for sure. I love that. Yeah, you, as you were uh, kind of talking there, I was like, man, the only only other place that I've been to is like a, like a drug dealer's house, right? That's cold, cold, dark, and and lonely, and uh, you know, they all seem like they're friends, you know. So we, we definitely want to be uh, more welcoming than than that environment for sure. I, I love that. Um, what uh, you know, what what do you need uh, from from guys as guys are listening, or you know, maybe just thinking, wondering about you, prayers, or any any encouragement uh, we could send your way. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot more trying, and uh, than I thought. I mean, the work's going fine, but you know, you have a a thirty five hundred square foot house that you sell, and then there's no place to live, so you live in a six hundred square foot duplex with one bathroom. If my wife doesn't murder me, I mean, I feel like that's a W right there. Um, the kids have never been closer because they share a room now. Um, so you don't have much privacy, you don't have much you time. Um, so patience is, if you could send some patient vibes my way, that would be fantastic. I love it, man. Well, hopefully we get to see you soon. If not for the uh, before, maybe for the, the anniversary would be fantastic. would love to just get I'll together. be there for that for sure. Love it. Any other thoughts or things you'd want to share with the packs? Anything, uh, just sending messages over the airwaves here to guys if they're, if they're listening in? Anything else you'd want them to know about F3 and leadership or just life? Yeah. I mean, F3 is, is, is so good for everybody on so many different realms, right? Um, if you get somebody to go, you should do whatever you can to make sure they they see all the benefits that it, bring, that it brings. Because to me, I mean, if you go, you should be hooked. Like, there should be no question what you're going to do. You're going to get up, you're going to go to bed a little bit earlier and you're going to get up a lot bit earlier and you're going to do something that's good for you physically. You're going to make some great contacts. You're going to have a support system that, and, and the support system is the biggest thing, right? Like when I have a big decision to make, I, I always reached out to my friends, right? Cause your wife's going to tell you one thing and your family's going to tell you another thing. And then it's good to, to lean on people, but it's life-changing. And it's important for us to make it life-changing to everybody that comes. We should have the mentality that if somebody posts once, we got to do whatever we can to keep them posted to make them become the best versions of themselves. Perfect. I love that, man. I, yeah, really good advice. And it's simple, right? Reach out to the guy that you that you brought out, you know. And I, I think um, something we may underestimate is just providing him with 
these are the things you, you're going to change or you, you need to change to make this work, but it's going to be worth it. Um, you know, cause that's a uh, definitely, definitely something that I know I forgot to mention to guys, but, um, yeah, just the simple change in routine, you know, is, and it's good for you. That's what you yeah, it takes 21 days to form a habit. So if, if you go to bed and instead of staying up till midnight and eating a bag of chips on the couch, watching reruns of some terrible friends episodes, just go to bed at like 10 and wake up a little bit earlier. Love it. Well, let's, uh, we'll take us out in Namorama. I'll try to, um, I'll, I'll try to say pony or do you want to, do you want to do the pretend pony? See, I don't know if, if I'm good looking enough for, to, to act like pony. <laughs> That's I'll not try. true. I'll try it here. Uh, let's see. Pony Express, uh, 15. Or no, wait, wait. John John Whitworth, uh, 15, Pony Express. Hey. <laughs> Ian Reynolds, 38. Why oh, right? Why right? Uh, Brady Hardy, 36, the play. Thanks, man. Hey, this was fantastic. Uh, certainly miss you, man. It's great to Likewise, see you. Likewise, man. So good to see you guys.